The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Whether this is your first time here, your last time here, or somewhere far in between, I appreciate you being here right now. This isn't the podcast I expected to do today. I had a completely other different podcast lined up, prepared, prepped in my notes, and then I scrapped it completely because the fourth quarter and the entire game, really, but especially that fourth quarter of Kansas City versus Detroit Lions versus Chiefs was insane. So much happened in that game, and I want to start with Jawan Taylor, the right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if you weren't watching the first game of the NFL season tonight, well, when I'm recording this, Thursday night, if you weren't watching, the Chiefs have a right tackle. His name is Jawan Taylor. He lines up on the, on the right side of the offensive line. And all game, for the entire game, he lined up behind the center. And not just like a little bit behind the center. An egregious amount behind the center where you're 100% not allowed to line up. And not only did he line up there, he also jumped the, st- the snap every single play. He false he had a false start on every single play and the referees on the field refused to call it until the final possession of the game the second last possession of the game actually for the Kansas City Chiefs when it was fourth and 20 and they the refs all of a sudden it was way too egregious this time we gotta call it here's what the broadcast said about that play Sure, Mike. To be on the line, his helmet has to break the waistline of the center. And to be honest, we've watched him the whole game. He's really not remotely close. uh, And it's really putting the defensive end at a tremendous disadvantage when he can be that far back. So, again, it's the center's belt line. And does his helmet go there? Across. So that's NBC's Terry McCauley, who's the rules analyst for NBC. He's, he's, the, he's the referee guy who comes on and explains the rules. And the NBC broadcast referee guy is telling the world this guy is offside because all game he is egregiously not lining up with the center and he's jumping the snap. Every single time. Now, jumping the snap is something you can do when you're an offensive lineman. When you're the right tackle, you know when the snap is going to be. You can get a little bit, a little bit of a head start. But not like this. Not like this all game where it's so clear to everybody watching, to everybody in the stadium, to everybody on Twitter slash X or whatever you want to call it these days, to everybody on TikTok that Jawan Taylor is jumping the snap. And then the refs finally, on the second last play of the game for the Chiefs, they decide to call it. And I don't, I don't know what you do in this situation. Like, there was a point where uh, Collinsworth blamed it on the coaches of the Lions. They said the coaches got to get in the ear of the refs to, to call it out. But, like, yeah, they see it. They see it, and they're refusing to call it. So, NFL refereeing, get your act together. Hopefully this isn't a sign for the season to come. This is literally game number one, and we have this. We have this mess of a refereeing situation. They tried to they tried to take that away from the Lions, but oh baby, uh, Kadarius Tony uh, definitely helped the Lions 
uh, counterbalance the referees not being on their side at all. Kadarius Tony had three immaculate drops this game. <laughs> Kadarius Tony, who uh, came over last season from the New York Giants to the Kansas City Chiefs, helped them kind of win a Super Bowl. He didn't do a lot during the playoffs last season, but he was on the team during the Super Bowl last year. They kept him around and. As you know, Travis Kelsey was not in the game. He had a had a knee injury early on Tuesday, and and for since since Tuesday, fingers have been crossed that he could play. And uh, he was he tested it out pregame today, and he was unable to go. It's usually a couple week long injury, so Kelsey shouldn't be gone for long. But the whole thing with the Chiefs the last few last two seasons has been we don't need anybody but Mahomes and Kelsey. We need a Great offensive line. We need solid defense. And then we need Mahomes and Kelsey and a couple playmakers around. That's why they got rid of Tyreek Hill. That was the whole mentality of getting rid of Tyreek Hill. And Andy Reid and company never thought like, hey, what happens if Travis Kelsey, who's getting up there in age, happens to get an injury? What are we going to do then? Who's Patrick Mahomes going to throw to? And... Patrick Mahomes was left with zero weapons today. He had Pacheco, who was trying his his darndest to get as many yards as he could. Tried to feed him the ball a whole bunch of times. He tried to do it with Noah Gray. Bl- Blake Bell, who might as well be a creative player, caught a touchdown at tight end. And then run it back. We'll get back to the point of this. Canarius Tony. Canarius Tony out there, who is supposed to be one of the wide receivers they have with, with MVS. And, and Sky Moore, and then Kadarius Toney, who they're hoping can step up and fill a role that, that Tyreek left, even though the, you can't fill that hole, but like a little bit of the hole, he can fill it, maybe? No, not at all. Kadarius Toney might not be on this team come next week. Kadarius Toney might not make the Chiefs' next game with this performance. One, a ball went directly through his two hands. He had both hands on the ball. It bounced off of his hands into the hands of the Detroit Lions, and they took it for a pick six. A direct seven points in this game, a game that the Kansas City Chiefs lost by one point, a direct seven points was the fault of Kadarius Toney. And we can... We can... Throw up some other some other cases where hey maybe maybe there should have been more points uh, as a result of Kadarius Tony, but these next two are not direct points, but I, they probably could have led to points. Kadarius Tony uh, had on a third down. I'm looking at the play right now. On a third down, Mahomes throws it to him right over the middle. Richie James runs across the front. Kadarius Tony runs runs across the back. And as the ball is being thrown to Kadarius Tony, he gets a little like, oh, Richie James running across for me, the front of me, and I can't, I, oh, I lost focus of the ball. And the ball slips right out of his hands onto the ground. That's third down. Now it's fourth down. So a comp- what could have been a completed, what could have been a third down conversion, ball goes right through Kadarius Tony's hands. Drive ends there. Chiefs kick a field goal. Should have been a touchdown. Coulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda been a touchdown for the Chiefs. They get three points. Probably should have been four more. And Kadarius Tony's final drop 
of the game comes oh in the fourth quarter they have a legit shot they have a legit shot on first and 10 with 2 minutes to go 227 to be exact airs it out deep shot to tony who's wide open on the 35 yard line and he drops it right through his hands if he catches that they're five yards away. I would say from there, from the 35, that's a long field goal. That's a 50-plus yard field goal. But it's a field goal, and you got a shot to win with two minutes to go. You're in field goal range. If Mahomes gets any help this game, any type of receiving from his receivers, whose job it is to catch the ball, this game is a whole lot different. Who knows if the Lions can mount to come back after that and blah, blah, blah. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all be Willy Wonka. But Kadarius Tony, wow. There's a good chance to make that. There's a good argument to make here that Kadarius Tony cost the Chiefs this game single handedly. So that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened on the Chiefs side of the ball. But, and I guess the, uh, the Juwan Taylor stuff is, is also affects the Lions' end of the ball, even though it was on the offensive side of the Chiefs' ball. But for the Lions, hey, hey, round of applause. Round of applause for the Detroit Lions. That last season, at the end of last season, they were the hottest team. They were the hottest team on the second half of last year. Uh, their offense was just firing on all cylinders. And they come into this year, and they switch out the running backs completely. You know, they bring in David Montgomery, and David Montgomery hammered the ball away. He he ran it down their throats in that fourth quarter when the Lions needed to run this out and kill that clock and keep pounding the defensive line of the Chiefs. David Montgomery, Jergoff handed him that ball, ran it up the gut, five yards every time, six yards every time, seven yards every time. Bravo. Oh, Great performance by the Lions and uh, Dan Campbell. Always the biggest cojones on that gentleman. Dan Campbell going for it early with a fake punt. Um, I wish he went for it later in the game when they were uh, when they had a fourth down inside the the Chiefs' territory. It was around the forty. I wish he went for it there again. But Dan Campbell, terrific play calling. He noticed that the run was just working all day. No need to force it to St. Brown like. The run's going to work. The run's going to get us to where we need to be. And they played smash mouth offense towards the end there. And the Chiefs couldn't stop it. The Chiefs couldn't stop it. And I'll throw some credit also to the uh, Lions defense. They were swarming the ball all day. Um, I want to say that we never need parents cam again. My big binoculars came out of the bag. <laughs> yeah! Aiden beat him badly there. Aiden Hutchinson, who's a uh, defensive end for the Detroit Lions, they mic'd up his parents. I don't I don't need I don't need parent cam. I don't I don't need his mom and dad yelling from, from the stands. What that was that was very odd. Of, of of NBC to to have parent cam, very questionable uh, broadcast choice there. 
But Aiden Hutchinson was a beast on the defensive line uh, this game. That's that's all I want to say uh, about Hutchinson and no more parent cam. But the defense from the Lions, they showed up. They they shut down Mahomes. Seemed to be scrambling at will. But when you anytime you limit the Chiefs to 20 points, it's an impressive performance. And Detroit Lions are a playoff team this year. Like, that's a lock. If you can go back and make your futures bet right now, lock it in. Detroit Lions for the playoffs in the NFC. I don't know how far they'll go in the playoffs, but they're going to be in it this year. Jared Goff's going to get a chance to to throw some balls at Ford Field in the playoffs. It'll be nice for them. I'm high on this Detroit Lions team. They're gonna they're gonna do some damage in, in a weaker weaker NFC this year. I think that's it for me on the game. Um, let's do a quick what's happening where I tell you what's happening on SDPN and you tell me what's happening in your lives and and we converse. Uh, first of all, I just want to mention for SDPN the CJ Show is back. The CJ Show, which is which is the one of the best hockey podcasts ever made in the history of hockey podcasts, is back full time. Each week, two times a week, Mondays and Thursdays. So make sure you are subscribed to that. Uh, follow us on Discord. Join us on Discord. Uh, stpn.ca, you can hit the link to join us on Discord. And in terms of what you're up to this week, I asked you on Twitter what the best NHL video game is of all time. And you, with I think an overwhelming response, agreed that NHL 14 was the best edition of the EA Sports NHL games and then you gave me a whole host of other games that were just fantastic like uh Blades of Steel we got NHL Hits 2003 we got NHL Face Off 2001 NHL 95 and 94 were 94 especially I got a lot of NHL 94s um but I think I think that's got to be the top two. NHL 99, a lot of you played as well. But I think NHL 14, NHL 94 were the two most responded, the most ones I got back in response. So keep keep letting me know. I might do a, Maybe I'll do a full pod one day on best NHL video games of all time. But that's it for me. Oh, boy. What a Thursday. What a way to kick off the NFL season. I'm so pumped. Holy cow. Uh, my... My main fantasy team, the one I care about the most, I did draft Travis Travis Kelsey in the first round. So shut up about that, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's going to be a long season for my fantasy team. It's going to be a long first couple weeks. I think once Travis Kelsey, Kelsey's back and humming, it's going to be awesome for my fantasy team. But it's hard when your first round pick doesn't play in the first week and uh, your opponent has a really good team. So we'll see how, see how it goes. I'll see you again on uh, Sunday slash Monday, depending on when you listen to this podcast. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Here, cheers to NFL being back in our lives for till, till February. Hell yeah! Football's back, baby! Let's go! Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.